This is the Knowledge Leaders Podcast with Todd Hand. I'm really excited to be joined by Varda Halliday, the new Vice President of Human Resources at ASA. And along with me is my colleague, Executive Director April Sorelli at Knowledge Leaders. We're going to tell Varda's story, but as a teaser, she was our first executive that we recruited during the pandemic who never met face-to-face with our client. So Varda, for the audience, 30 seconds on your background before we get into the recruiting experience. Awesome. Thank you, Todd. As you said, I'm Varda, the VP of Human Resources for ASA. Yes, I have not met my boss. I have not met my team. I've met maybe one or two of my coworkers, and this experience has been amazing. I was sharing earlier that I've been working, officially working, since about the age of five or six years old, where I have always been the, the person in my home who has been the translator. I knew how to sign checks at five years old. I had a lot of business etiquette. My dad owned his own repair, TV repair company, which <laughs> does not exist anymore. And I can remember answering the phones back in the day saying, welcome to TMP. How may I help you? And Was this up- all back in Boston? This was all in Boston. And I was a young girl doing this. So I've had a lot of experience of communicating with people, not knowing who they are on the telephone. And my father was very serious about the etiquette that we used in answering his business line, which was our home phone, by the way. And I brought that into my business sense and my business life. So I have worked in recruiting for the past 15, 16 years. This is my second career, my first career being in financial services. I love what I do. I'm a people person and I've had a lot of jobs in between. So if you want to know my history, check me out on LinkedIn. I have not skipped anything in my profile. All right, so Varda, as a people person in the recruitment process, this is April Sorelli speaking, we first meet over the phone, and that's generally how we always do it, pandemic or not, it's a phone screen, and then we at Knowledge Leaders are very used to doing video interviews, meeting over Zoom. We've been doing that for years before anybody knew what Zoom was. Now everybody does, but what was different for you then was you never progressed to that on-site interview. And I think you knew early on there was not going to be an on-site interview. Share with the listeners what you were going through as you started thinking about how will I get to know this person and is that important? Well, I think the first thing that I need to mention is that it showed that you have been doing this for years. The thing that stood out to me the most during the interview process was the initial video that you showed me of my potential boss. And in that video, it was very natural and organic, the discussion that you were having with her. And I felt as if I was sitting in on your intake meeting, which is essentially what I was doing. And so getting that video and seeing that video, I was able to study all of the things that my potential company, my potential boss needed and was looking for. And so having that experience of not walking into an interview and hearing it all for the first time was a a plus for me. 
I was able to take all of the information that you had provided me in that video and equate it to the work that I had done in the past. So when it came time for me to have the, I don't think we ever had a phone interview. I think we always had some sort of a Zoom or video interview. I was able to translate all of my skills into what was needed. Typically you have a quick phone interview, the person tells you what they want, and then you, you know, progress to the next step where you're talking to the company and then you're meeting in person. Whereas I had the opportunity to meet in person without actually meeting in person in knowing who my potential boss was in the expectations before they even had the opportunity to meet me. So that in itself was a big plus for me. I wasn't nervous about it because no one was talking to me or asking me questions. It was very informative and almost like an advertisement in a sense for the organization. Again, there was no need for me to meet in person to get that information. All of that was given to me up front. So from that video then, you felt like you already had a sense of who Jean was. And then she also had the advantage of you and I did a recorded video interview. So she got to get a sense of who you were. Now, normally then you would go on site and you probably have the normal, okay, I got to find this building. I got to wear the right outfit, a little bit of nervous. When you meet Jean over Zoom, are you, what's my background? How did that change? <laughs> Am I wearing shorts? Just make sure I sit down the whole time. Were there different nuances going into when you did meet her quote unquote live through Zoom? You know, I was definitely at an advantage. I watched the video that you sent me so many times that I pretty much felt I knew her walking in. That happens a lot. People watch it multiple times. So those nuances that you talked about, I wasn't surprised with them. I knew her body language. I saw when she paused, when she was thinking through something. So that helped me in the interview process. When she paused, I knew not to jump in and start to just talk, 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 talk. Right. Like I had already seen her, the nuances of her as a person during that video. And also on the flip side, I had spoken to you so many times that I was extremely comfortable speaking with you. And when we did our interview, it didn't feel so much like an interview. It felt like a conversation. I didn't even have in mind that someone else was going to be watching the video. It was just a, a good approach. <laughs> conversation. I knew it, but I didn't think about it, if that makes sense. Right. So there were right. no nerves going in. And I, I remember during one of our videos afterwards, I was like, oh my goodness, did I say too much? Because it was very natural. And I think that that Jean and whoever else had the opportunity to watch that video also got the real Varda and not the representative that shows up with her, her hair intact and her makeup perfect with, you know, the right, right bag and scarf on to match. Let's fast forward a little bit now into you've accepted the role. You both were able to say, all right, you know what? We can do this through Zoom. I don't need to actually have a meal with someone to decide if I can work with them. But now you have to onboard, you have to work with your team, you have to get to know your team. Do you feel like that was increased Zoom meetings? Give us a little bit of how you did that so that you could get to know them really quickly because there's a lot of work to get done and then you have to start thinking about, well, what is the work to get done and nobody's even in the office? 
Because you've been on board for three months, right, Farda? This is week seven. Two days, it'll be two months. Let's actually expand that question a little bit. So you had to get to know your team and then also figure out, do I need more people on my team? And I believe that you have hired someone since then. So tell us how you iterated through that. The word that I'm going to use is a word that is not typically used in the business world. But onboarding for me was very intimate. I, you know, had the pleasure of being the only dunce in the class. So I was able to ask tons of questions. My two hour onboarding session turned into four hours because I took my time. And I knew that we, we had the time and it wasn't a set, like if you go into an office, it's from this time to this time, you're doing this and then you move on to the next and you move on to the next. And my onboarding wasn't like that. It was very intimate. It was very well thought out. I still have not met my team. I still have not met Jean. Jean and I are meeting next week, but a lot of one-on-one time with, with Jean, which I'm not sure if we were in an office environment, I would have had the opportunity to have. The way people run around when you're in an office and you have back-to-back meetings and you're on phone calls. Like the time that was dedicated to me on Zoom was my time. And it was very intimate. It was not only with Jean, but also with my peers, which I gotten to know them on a completely different level than I would have should I have been in the office. And see the inside of all of their houses. Wait a minute. Not just the inside of all of their houses. I, I, we are, and we'll probably talk about coming back into the office, but I'm giving awards out for my favorite pets. Like Mr. Beanie is, <laughs> Mr. Beanie, sit down, Mr. Beanie. <laughs> like my favorite pets. <laughs> then I have a coworker whose son, when he wakes up, he comes and gives his father a kiss every morning. So when we're in a meeting, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love your son. And he's like, I wish you wouldn't come kiss me in front of everyone. But that's what his son does. So that too is that level of intimacy. We know each other in a different way. I have a cat named OJ and I yelled at OJ once and everyone's like, uh, OJ, I did not name my cat. My son named my cat, you know? So it opens up discussions. And my son was seven when he, when he named the cat. So it opens up uh, discussions that are a lot more personable and we get to know each other in a different way. We also, the guards are down. Guys get to see the fingerprints on the wall behind me and it's it's okay. It is what it is. That too has been a privilege and a plus. With my team, we meet every single day. We've actually slowed that down. As a complete team? As a complete team, we meet every Mm -hmm. single day. We do a 9 to 9.30 rise and shine, and we catch up with each other. I also have had one-on-ones with my team. And in the wake of the George Floyd tragedy, I've had to meet with staff members who have just been um, feeling a lot of different things in regards to the racial injustices in the country and the protest and um, just a lot of things that were, were felt as inequities that I had to meet people with. And that consumed so much of my time. But what I can say is I know almost every single staff member we have. And I know all of their names because it's right here on Zoom. (laughs) So (laughs) I haven't had to mistake 
anyone's name. I could say Todd, it was this or April. And they know my name. And it's made it, it's made the transition of getting to know people a lot easier as well. You're two days shy of two months that you came in and realized, I've got this team, I'm meeting with them every day, but we don't have this. How quickly did you come to that realization? And then clearly you hired this person quickly if you've only been there, you know, almost two months. Talk us through that a little bit. Well, you prepared me going in that to just do an overall assessment of our group and the team. In my one-on-ones with staff, and when I tell you, I've been having to this day, multiple one-on-ones with different staff members at all levels. What I started to do was assess some of the common needs that were coming Mm -hmm. up in the conversation. And, you know, again, it is the world that dictated this hire. But one of the needs was for us to have a more robust diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging strategy for the organization. Mm -hmm. As you know, April, that is my sweet spot. I love doing that work. Mm -hmm. And I could have easily fell back into doing that work, but I also needed to think through strategically how that would either hinder or help the overall strategy of the organization. I spoke to Jean and she was on board. Like when I tell you that I've, I've gotten so much support from Jean and she trusts what I'm asking for it. And she trusts that, that I've assessed it and, and it's, it's a true business need. She gave me the sign off. And so I was able to reach out to someone that I've worked with in the past on for years and ask whether they would have an interest in doing this work. And, you know, it took a little bit of twisting arms because everyone's looking, everyone is looking for this same type of a hire right now. And I was fortunate enough because of my past relationships to be able to find someone quickly. That's they fantastic. haven't started yet, but I'm, I'm Zooming with them and harassing them all the time. I feel like I should pay them for the last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I've got uh, just two more questions. So first one is now we, I want to fast forward, whether it's a month or two months, when does Boston go back to the office? And have you started thinking about your strategy of that? I mean, that's solidly in the HR department, right? Have you started thinking about how you're going to put that together? Yes. So when we go back to the office is when it's safe to do so. The strategy, however, that we have in place is for us to be back right after the holiday. Don't know if it's going to happen. We're following all of the local government guidelines and standards. But our team is phenomenal. We have a team set up that we have called the SPOT check team. And SPOT stands for safety and protection of our teams, because that's the first and foremost, the most important thing is that we're safe. We have ordered all of the PPE that that we need. We have set up cohorts for the desks, who's in the office, who's not in the office. We are doing some really fun things. I don't want to give it away because just in case anyone hears, we have (laughs) packages that are coming. We're going to survey people to see what their needs are to get back in the office or what, how we can support them if they can't get back into the office. We are interviewing our employees so that we can talk about the good old days and, you know, their favorite things about being in the office. And then we want to talk about some serious things as well. Like what are your fears 
about coming back into the office. Mm -hmm. We are going to show them videos of what the office looks like now. So right now we're documenting everything and we are showing them the coffee machine and how we the expectations are of how to use that coffee machine we're showing them what we've done in the bathrooms we're showing them what the cohorts look like when they are coming into the office and our cohorts that are coming in we're going to use the, these cohorts for everything so when we have our annual summer outings you now have your set cohort with people from different areas that you'll be competing with each other again. So we want to use these cohorts in a different way, not just to come back into the office. And the cohorts are cross-functional. It's not the HR team is one, this other team, it's everybody meeting everybody. That's a great approach. Absolutely correct. And so safety is our number one priority, but we have representatives on the team from HR, IT, facilities, legal, marketing the marketing let me let me just say marketing came in at the end but the creativity of the marketing team and their thought process took all of the dryness out of this plan like <laughs> they're fantabulous um so we have a lot that is coming into play but we are going to get back into the office at some point i've actually been in there twice and I don't mind going in. I'll work out of the office, but I understand if there's a hundred people in the office, it's a whole different ball game than if it's just Varda right. showing up. Right. But I also right. get to be the tester of the motion of the office. How many things did I touch? Where did I sit? What did I not wipe off? Did I use the hand sanitizing stations properly? Did I wash for 20 seconds? So all of these things are things that I'm keeping in mind as I'm in the office so that we can document for our big town hall when we share it with everyone. And all of this will be completed by the end of August, but we don't know when we'll be back in the office. So when we'll execute on it is yet to be seen. Up in the air, but good to be prepared. Absolutely. I will wrap up with this last question and because you've done it successfully. So as a VP of HR, what advice do you have to others when they need to do hiring? Organization can't meet face-to-face -face with candidates except for through a screen. What are your one or two takeaways that you feel others could really have a learning moment from this conversation? Yeah, so I don't think you need to meet someone in person. I have not met my team. I have not met my boss, and this has been probably one of the better onboarding processes that I've ever gone through and the better starts for an organization. Trust your gut. You're not going to lie to yourself. If you meet someone over Zoom and you feel as if the fit is right, more than likely it is. This is our personal office space right now. We are meeting face to face. You know, this is my first time meeting Todd. And Todd, if you were sitting across the desk from me, you would look the same way. <laughs> you know, you would sound the same. I would get the same vibe and the same energy from you. So it's okay to just trust yourself and meet people on Zoom. You don't have to be in the same physical space. And we are no longer judging handshakes and things of that nature. Please don't shake my hand in this environment. <laughs> So we don't need to test how strong the handshake is or um, the eye contact. Some of those things are not necessarily important, even though those are things that we have used as criteria all along. 
your gut will tell you the same exact thing that a handshake will tell you. The other piece to that is um, if you know what you're looking for, you don't even need to see the person. You can have a conversation with someone over the phone and know that that is the right candidate for you. It may be that I have my recruiting hat on, but usually when I speak to people, I'm like, mm-hmm, bring them in. That's the one. April, she was amazing. Bring her in. I'm not usually disappointed. So be keen on what you want. Be clear the way Jean was clear about what she was looking for. Share that with your, your candidates. And then how they respond to that will tell you if there's someone that you should move forward with whether that's just moving forward with the Zoom call or whether that's moving forward with the hire. But you have to trust yourself. And then, like Jean has done with me, trust the people you hire to do the same. That was well said. Varda, I am thrilled that we did this podcast and that we finally met. Thank you. Even over Zoom. April, thanks for joining me on this conversation with Varda. And Varda, just continue to make us look good. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for giving me this job. Thank you for having me. It has been my pleasure and you all have mastered this process. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll join us again for the next Knowledge Leaders podcast.